You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge their traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're committed to. Why do we want it? Why do we want it? Why do we want it? No! I haven't flip-flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what it was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. Welcome to Represent. Woo. We are so excited to have a very special guest on today. Um, he's actually BFF of the show, as we've started to call him. Represent Bestie. Um, Sammy J, <laughs> welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me back, and so nice to be here in person. It's I great know. to have you like actually in the studio this time. We yes. met in person, but not during the show. It was during um, Kazoo's <laughs> yeah. at Federation Square. You met... Yeah, which we've been talking about with Naya since well, then. Naya was sadly... Not a supporter of the arts. Oh, there we go. Naya's got a kazoo, though. Oh, we should probably say. Sent us a photo from Canada, (gasps) which is where she is. She's actually zoomed in. Um, Speak, Naya. Our international correspondent. Oh, I'm speaking. I'm currently holding up a kazoo that I bought in Canada, possibly wasn't made in Canada, I don't know, well, but it is a Canadian kazoo, so I, I am somewhat participating Before I even saw late. that, Naya, I was smack talking you for not being there, so you, you're all right by me now, you're totally, you're totally great. <laughs> Naya's forgiven. Well, it was like complete coincidence that day that Bridie and I ran into each it other. It was totally not arranged. Yeah, I went with my mate, and then Bridie was there with her friends, we're like, oh yeah. my god, we're both here, that's crazy. crazy. For, like, for any listeners who have no idea what we're talking yeah. about, there was a, a festival event for the Rising Festival in Melbourne where they tried to get 10,000 people into Federation Square to all play kazoos at the same time, and I was the MC. It wasn't my idea. It was um, Kieran Frame, a wonderful artist's idea, but they asked me to sort of come along and rally the crowd. And I swear, for the next 50 years, I'm going to be stopped in the street a few times a day by people who were there because you forget yeah. anyone who turned up, the 10,000 people, and you don't forget that in a hurry. So no, they were I'm, all listening to I'm you. I'm the kazoo guy, and yeah, they, they just want to tell me they were there, which is lovely because it was so stupid. You're not the radio guy anymore. Like, You're the kazoo stuck guy. Stuck radio, it's kazoos. I've even got people, fans in Canada who hold up kazoos, you know, like <laughs> right now. Go. It's crazy. <laughs> She's got a golden one as well. Yeah, no, she beat all of us. Yeah, yeah, so we don't need to ask Naya about her weekend because we know what she was doing, a long haul flight, but tell us anyway. <laughs> Uh, I don't recommend. Oh. Do it Do it during the day when you can look at the scenery. But flying economy, tragically could not fly first class. Um, <laughs> couldn't get any sleep. I think altogether across the 13 hours of the second leg, um, we might have gotten like three hours sleep and there's four of us. Who are you travelling with, Noah? I'm travelling with my little brother. He's 15 and my mum and dad. And it's yeah. our first big family trip. <gasps> 
And it's very exciting. Did he watch some movies at least? Was there something good on the plane? Yeah, I watched that new Little Mermaid, oh, which yeah. was oh, fine. Was but I did lots of uni assignments and read Lee Sale's new book, oh, and I was hey, really excited about that. So, <laughs> so we got we got through. We're at like such different life stages because I was just saying before I I travelled to the states recently, and I just turned I was just about to turn forty, so I'm forty years old now in two months or something, and. My favourite part of the whole trip was just being on the plane in silence, like <laughs> without my kids around, with just I having my it. own little time to myself, without a job, and so a different phase. I would, I would go on like a forty-eight hour flight just to have a bit of peace and quiet, just Even around being the world. So trip. uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> That's like the Antarctica trip where they just like fly. They down just flew and then over. Fly yeah. Back. But I do remember being young, and yeah, it was annoying because you want to get where you're going, don't you? Yes. There we yeah, go. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it was it was fun, but before that, I had a terrible fear of flying so the first half i thought i was gonna die then i got over it there was lots of turbulence i had the seatbelt on a lot so i was like this is this is a good way to rip off the band-aid um but it was just it was so long and i didn't think it would be but it really was i know that we're here to talk politics and stuff but i would rather (laughs) do a whole hour on fear of flying because i i i developed one (laughs) early when i was doing a lot of touring and it just came on suddenly and then i was freaking and I watched. I went online and found like a free resource of like a pilot talking about it, and it cured me just like that. And now I feel like I'm the plane whisperer, where I can cure fear of flying because I've been there and I've had it. But wow. um, I don't know if now's the time. I'll give yeah, you a ten second your, summary. You've got your patient now okay. here on Zoom, <laughs> listeners. So you know when you think there's, there's turbulence and you feel like the plane's going whoa, whoa, like up and down really quick, yeah. but you're not. You're only thinking vertically. You're not thinking horizontally. So actually, it's also going forward really fast at the same time. So if you were looking at it on like a line on a page being drawn, it's actually quite a smooth. What you feel like is going up really quickly. It's actually, that's taking place over like 500 meters at a time. So it's actually just like a really gentle. You know, it's like, and this is what the pilot said, it's like the plane is flying through jelly. That's how the resistance, wow. it's not like you're flipping around. It's just smooth. And even if all the engines are cut out, you would glide safely down. This is what I'm telling my daughter because she's like 11 and we've got a trip coming up and she's nervous as well. But this has all genuinely helped me to the point, Naya, where I now enjoy turbulence. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I used to freak. <laughs> I enjoy it when it's bumpy. Wow. Because I'm like jelly man in the sky. Totally cool. <laughs> It's great. Like the, the blow-up car wash people. Yeah, 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 the wacky inflatable people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Sammy, how was your weekend? Well, You had um, a pretty big one. <laughs> I did. I got up uh, because I'm 40 now. I've started kayaking. That was a lockdown oh purchase. God, I saw this on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, the, so I started uh, kayaking, but I'm speaking as a 40-year-old nerd. I've never done much physical stuff in my life. I've always like poo-pooed it, and I'm trying to like beat that and get over it. But kayaking in Melbourne is great because there's no rules or laws. I bought a second-hand kayak during lockdowns, like lockdown number 27 or something, and I just yeah. drag it on wheels to the river. It's like a two-kilometre walk. Oh and, I, and then you just pop it in the river. And you could do like there's no no one stops you. Like at every point when I first did this a few years ago, I was waiting to be arrested or something because I think I was breaking some maritime law. But no, you just Well, I think that might have been because it was locked down. Well, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> no one was there to dump you in. I said two kilometers, not five kilometers, okay. True. Um but you could just get in and if you're not a dick, like I wear a life jacket, I don't want to die, I try and be respectful of others, but there's no one there. You got the whole river to yourself. So yeah, I, I have a mate now, we meet up and every couple of weeks just go for a kayak and it's great. That's amazing. It's really good. I can't recommend that enough. Yeah, very peaceful. I know, because I live near um, Studley Park Boathouse. Oh. So when I was little, we would often go wow. rent a kayak for an hour or two, go up and then you'd have to kind of come back through the going upstream and it was a bit of a pain. Yeah, really hard. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, on Saturday... We went to Sully Park Boathouse because <laughs> we, we heard that they just redid it all and reopened it. I heard it. that too. Is it yep. good? 
um, it was really nice. Oh, okay, interesting. Wow. Maybe I'll have to go back. Yeah. I had a school camp when I was in, I think it was year If this story nine. doesn't end at Studley Park by yeah. now, so we don't want to hear I, it Okay, you. never mind. No, no. <laughs> wow. Go on. <laughs> um, I had a kayaking school camp when I was in year nine, oh. um, and I forgot my um, insect repellent, right? So I got back to Melbourne. Rookie mistake. I had over, I counted, I had over a hundred like mozzie bites <gasps> all out. over my legs. Yeah. And um, I it got so bad that my body had like an allergic reaction to them. That's insane. And I was dead for like two days. It was crazy. Dead. 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 Literally like, died. Dead. Literally yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's like the movie Flatliners, but two days long. <laughs> and um, I turned out all right, in case you couldn't tell. But um, Are you now like half was... man, half mosquito? Yeah, I like, hope so. That'd be so forever cool. Forever bites yeah. on your legs. Just after, after the show every Tuesday, like Bridie and I can attest, I just fly off home. <laughs> was it like a stagnant body of water? Because I feel like I'm always worried about mosquitoes, but on the river... It, doesn't yeah. seem to be a thing, but we were on, on, on like a lake. Oh, we were down at Gippsland. Yeah, Gippsland like Lakes. Lake. Yeah, yeah. Gippsland yeah, Lakes. Full of bugs. Yeah, it was it, it was a fun story. No one else had that. It was just me. Oh. I think I attract mosquitoes really well. Yeah, some people have a full, yeah. yeah, the juicy little sponges. Every summer I just become a scratching menace. How was yeah. your weekend? Oh, my weekend was so great. I worked. Oh. Both days. Yeah. So early. But I did go to my mate's lacrosse grand final. What? So exciting. He did lose. Do you understand the so rules well. of lacrosse? Um, no, and neither did my mate. Cool. But he, from what we could tell, he played so well. Um, <laughs> and he fractured his hand in the end and kept playing. That's insane. It was insane. It was crazy. Nuts. But yeah, shout That's... out to you, Ethan. You did so good. Good on you, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, and Bridie, weekend. I had a pretty quiet one, actually. I didn't do much. I've got a performance coming up next weekend. Um, actually, I guess I can promote it on the show. What's it's the on performance? The um, I'm playing in the Zelman Symphony's performance of Mahler's Second Symphony, the Resurrection Symphony. What's your instrument? Trumpet. Oh my it's over against the wall. Right are we going to hear a little bit right now? No. I think we are. Yes, yes we Bridie are. On the the trumpet. Trumpet. I've been asking Bridie since I came onto this show and learned she played trumpet. I've been asking her this whole time. No. She needs to you play trumpet. I am genuinely not going to say a word until I hear a note out of Bridie's trumpet One starting note. now. Okay, beautiful. But someone's going to go. talk because I need to get it out and open it. So, oh, there we go. So Bridie's just whipping out her trumpet now and she's finally going to play. I've been begging for this. Yeah, for... Actually have. It's been really irritating. Yeah, and but look at this. It's worked because Sammy J is here to actually help me yeah, in my quest. Yeah, the pressure really works. Here we go. Oh, hey. that was nearly the ABC theme. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched a video the other day where someone played the ABC theme on like seven instruments. Oh, I watched that. It was incredible. That was crazy. That was also really incredible. (laughs) That wasn't my finest work. Can you play the ABC theme, Brady? No. (laughs) I don't know the ABC theme well enough to be shamefully honest. That's disappointing. Yeah. That's disappointing. It's what you just played plus one more note. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, we did talk a lot about planes before, and I think that's perfect because there's been a bit of news recently. About oh, Qantas oh, and their so CEO. True. And we were going to ask Sammy J. Oh, are we getting into it? Are you, we're getting into it. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to be the new Qantas CEO? <laughs> I'm not here to confirm or deny rumors. Hey. My re- remuneration package will be substantial. <laughs> and I'm very good at curing fear of flying. Although Naya hasn't really responded yet. Naya, did I, did I help? I heard the first bit about turbulence going up and down, got really scared and then cut out completely. I saw you because I thought she was, I thought Naya was like really concentrating on the Zoom link and then I realised, oh no, she's frozen. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay, I'll, I'll, you can listen listen back to this episode oh, and hear what I yeah. Maybe if more people paid for their sins, we'd have working Wi-Fi at the station. 
Yeah, it was really good though, Naya. I promise. So badly that we didn't I will. I will listen back. <laughs> oh, that's well, funny. Have you ever thought about doing one of your morning shows? Live from a plane, flying. Oh, I feel like that'd be so fun. I've been doing yeah, breakfast radio for ABC for three and a half years, and the number of wacky outside broadcasts that I've had knocked back is exceptional. Oh. I've, I've proposed. What's your best one? Well, yeah. I want to go on a train, so I want to be like on a that train, so people get on like throughout the journey. So like I start in now Frankston, like just at. a metro train. Yeah, yeah. A metro train, and then like get to Flinders Street by the end of the hour. But That's just talking so to people along the way. And then would you walk all the way to the ABC still on it? Yeah, yeah, still go. That's genius. I don't, you could just do like a round trip, actually. Yeah. I really want to do That'd that stuff. Great. Somewhere out, somewhere back. Yeah. And um, then just like a little walk along South Bank. I also, I nearly got, I nearly succeeded in having Virginia Trioli and me in a hot air balloon a few years ago. But oh the God. health and safety oh. people just hated it because they just had visions of two presenters perishing in a fiery ball of gas. <laughs> which would make good radio. That could be like your... Virginia's last show. Yeah, totally. There which we is go. like next week. Yeah. 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 I know ABC doesn't like chase the ratings because they don't have to, but that would be great for ratings. Oh, well, I'll tell you yeah. what, they're chasing ratings right now. <laughs> <That's for sure>. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the news lately? <laughs> 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 Why do you think I'm putting so much time into my sin career right now? <laughs> Just we should just swap. This is Sammy, Sammy J's next career. Yep, yep. Sammy's going to take over represent, and then Brady and I are going to take over the breakfast yep. show. Oh, like Ooh, I, oh my gosh, that's actually a little switcheroo. No, I'm here. I'm here as actual sp- a spy, just getting ideas. Like tomorrow yeah. morning, tune in, and I'll be like, "Hey, what you do on the weekend, guys?" <laughs> I, I, th- I think Sin might be one of the only stations in Australia that is more broke than the ABC. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it'd be quite the interesting change. <laughs> we should just rattle the, rattle the tin together. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we can all go out and do a joint little, like, fundraising. Little collection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Triple R's Radiothon's got nothing on us. Exactly. <laughs> so, 50-year show. Yes. Nominally, that's mm-hmm. the reason we're here. Oh, hey, okay. I didn't in, even... In, in theory. In, th- in, in theory. theory. I just wanted to come hang out. Yeah, well, that's, that's the actual reason. <laughs> yeah. like, we had to have an actual, you know, something to write on the document. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, yeah, why am I here? Okay. This yeah. is I'm, I'm doing a show. For reason. When, where, what, how, why. The show... <laughs> <laughs> Journalism. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. good. <laughs> the non-journo student out of the three yeah, yeah. of us. Trumpet player. Uh, <laughs> I am doing a show called The 50-Year Show. Can I start by asking how old each of you was in 2008? Oh, I was... You were four? I was four. Then I would have been five. Actually, well... Probably. I was only four in December, so I was probably three. Oh, my gosh. And Naya? Three, okay. Yeah, I, w- I would have been three. So none yeah. of you would have yeah. even been allowed on stage because this is a show I started in 2008 where I had a group of five-year-old children with me doing a little dance. And it's called The 50-Year Show. And I started it back then for the Fringe Festival. I was 25 years old and... The whole joke and conceit was that I'm going to come back once every five years just as a one-off show and continue these segments. So it's a whole series of continuing stupidity, which all ends with a little to be continued. So like Adam Hills in 2008 opened that day's newspaper and had five minutes to try and complete the crossword. And then we put that back into the time capsule and we say, time's up. And then five years later, Lawrence Leon came back and picked it up. And five years later, Cal Wilson picked it up. And then Charlie Pickering and I were there. And bear in mind, a lot of these people... Well, you know, hardly known at all at the time as well. So, uh, Charlie and I have a future guessing competition. Like we guessed when would Australia have its first female prime minister, and when would the Queen die, and all these things. And, and all these right? series, I think I've I've been doing well with the prime ministers because every five years you pick who's going to be yeah. next prime minister. Yeah. And um, so it's this is the fourth show, so it's only once. It's not I don't stream it. It's like you can't. There's no shortcuts. It's only in Melbourne. It's completely. It's 
ridiculous idea that was funny when I was 25. Now that uh, I'm older. <laughs> I think it's still funny. It's still great. Like, I love it, but it's so much work for one night that I can't monetize in any way. <laughs> uh, but I love it so much. Like, it's my pretty much my life's work because it's just all this... It's you know I'm interviewing myself as a younger person on the screen. It's all these time warp jokes where you're seeing old audience members, and we have a big sing along at the end where the audience will sing along. And the idea is we're singing with our past selves and we're singing with our future selves. Like my parents will be there; they will not be alive for the final one, but they know that they'll be there on screen singing. So it's just yeah. so that's the show I'm doing. It's on at the sixth the sixth of October at the Melbourne Town Hall. We started it in like smaller venues, North Melbourne Town Hall and stuff. So I've now blown it open. There's a lot of tickets to sell, but it'll be. A very fun night. Next step is Hamer Hall. Yeah, Hamer Hall, then then MCG. Sydney My Music Bowl. Sydney My Music Bowl. Actually, yeah, I guess you go My Music Bowl, then the the MCG. Yeah. My Music Bowl would be nuts. That'd be be good. That'd be amazing. You You heard it here first. Yes. (laughs) You should get Bridie on to play trumpet at the next show. Uh, In five years' time. In five years' time. Yeah, I can't make it this year. Oh, yeah, because you're going to watch Star Wars. Star Wars? (laughs) You are choosing Star Wars. I'm choosing Cousins Time. Because they already bought $80 tickets <laughs> yeah. to see the MSO play Star Wars that night. Fair enough. Before just wait five more you years. announced your show. So. No, I respect go. that. Naya um, and I will be there, though. We've oh, got, really? We've got our tickets. We're set. Okay. It's going to be it's gonna be fun. And it is weird, like it is a strange thing to look back on yourself as a younger person uh, with some like benefit of age. This is like, you know, because I do feel like I haven't changed at all. It's the same. In the moments of looking and doing the show, I'm the exact same person as I was when I was 25. Because the same idea, it's the same joke that I'm working on, which yeah. is a weird space to inhabit in your brain. But then I stop doing it and I'm like, oh, okay, back to mortgage and children and life, you know. <laughs> so do you think about it in the years in between? So for like maybe a year after, like there's three years between the year leading up and the year after the last one. Yep. Does it cross your mind? It, I put it very much out of my mind. I remember, and, and then I like start to come back to it, start to have ideas, think, oh, that just happened. That's a big deal. Queen died, whatever. That'll go into the show. And then I have little like, notes that just like start piling up and then at the end of each show I write myself a note for the next time and like last yeah. one was like Sammy J dude next time start earlier you you left it too late you were, you were up till midnight editing videos to start earlier and um, uh, this year I've not started earlier <laughs> and so I'm back into video editing because I just got to watch like 12 hours of footage and because yeah, things insane. that someone says in the moment might not be funny or relevant but then it like you know Claire Hooper accidentally predicted the pandemic last show because she made a joke about how you know we won't be you know, that the, the food will be off the shelves and we'll be freaking out and stuff. And um, that didn't mean anything back then. And now she's like the golden child because she actually... That's crazy. Anyway. Well, actually, speaking of um, predicting... No, actually, I had a great segue. Oh, no, you, I've remembered what it was. You were almost I there. I forgot it, but I'm back. <laughs> uh, um, during the World Cup... <laughs> yes. You were interviewed... Sorry, I just kicked my trumpet. Um, you were interviewed by the BBC. You were, <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> okay. you said... That the Matildas would lose yeah. to England. Yeah. How dare you manifest that? I have no say. <laughs> I, You know, I think that I had some help because I had a little oracle in the studio. Speaking of. Speaking what's of What's going on here? You've all got, got these cheesy, <laughs> cheeky little grins now. <laughs> a little um, gift for you, mostly from Naya. She Naya put this, this. together. Um, Fluffnuts uh, made a few... Vocal appearances on our show. We don't. What have, our, our own? We spoke about him. What? Fluff nuts, and yeah, I, we, fluff nuts is mine. We've got. We, we've sort of formed a bit of a Fluffnuts cult in our <laughs> show, I think. And um, Naya. Naya did we, leave? we didn't leave Fluffnuts here, did we? What's? Naya, hang on. Can so. I just? Do I need to? Like, am I? 
do your listeners know what's going on right now? Because I almost don't know. But do they need any context of what Fluff Nuts is? I don't think we is? know what's going on right now. Fluff Nuts is your toy. Yes, it's my yeah. toy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we bought Fluff Nuts Junior. What? Why I bought Fluff Nuts Junior. Um, Naya and tracked down another Fluff what? Nuts, a sibling yep. of Fluff Nuts. Yep, a mini Fluff Nuts. Fluff Nuts, illegitimate child. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then. Since Naya was not going to be here and she wouldn't be able to give this to you, we've actually got you and Fluffnuts a little gift pack. What's this? That, oh, okay, listeners. So, oh my gosh, there's a beautiful box. It says to Savage Jay and Fluffnuts from Represent, Naya, Brian, and Freddie. Um, what's what's in the? Have a look. Oh my gosh, what's spare tentacles? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's little it's little sour worms, spare tentacles, octopus rings, fishy friends. Little marble soccer balls. Chocolate? Are they chocolate? Yep. Oh, my gosh. And little stickers of various marine life, including... That is... That warms... And a pair of uh, fabric-safe scissors. Oh, my gosh. So that you can't cut you any can't, tentacles off. You can't cut any fluff nut this tentacles off. This is just off. so beautiful because fluff nuts had a rough ride. Naya, thank you so much. Do you want the backstory of fluff nuts? Yeah, yeah. Give it to us. Like, basically, yeah. ABC were telling me that I had to take sport more seriously and, you know, I was, I was being too flippant. <laughs> That's pretty rude, to be honest. I know. I was, and so I went to a pet shop in Preston and bought Fluffnuts, who is a dog toy. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to I'm gonna throw this around to, to predict the World Cup um, winners. And as you may be aware, Fluffnuts had a 100% accuracy rate predicting in reverse each time. As long as it was on the day. As long as it was on the day. There was a complicated algorithm. But um, he – and at one point I di- was going to cut off a tentacle and I streamed it and I couldn't do it. Like I physically – I got too sad about cutting off a tentacle – and that's what led to... That was what we predicted. Yeah, well, we oh my like, gosh, so you've no been doing your own predictions. Cut we, off his we did our own prediction where Naya did a little fluff Yeah, nuts we did. There's actually a video throw. on our Instagram. Follow our Instagram, <laughs> at SinRepresent. I, I do follow us. you, but I also have a... Like, I'm oh, not yeah, on Instagram no, too much. Just, um, yeah. No, but to, I really do. I'm just telling the masses <laughs> that they should also do what I did. Um, but, yeah. This is nuts. Brady's pulling it up, but yeah, there we did our own little prediction. Here we go. Fluff nuts is speaking to the this was live to air, by the way. You've got yeah. an actual junior fluff nuts. Yeah. She's getting ready. She's preparing. Naya did well to track that one what down. Were you predicting? I think it was whether it you was... would cut off a tentacle. Yeah. But of course, reverse. But reverse fluff nuts. So it must yeah, be hereditary. The reverse fluff yeah. nuts. Because you. That is incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh. How did I not. How did I not know this? I'm so out of the loop. I'm out of my own loop. I'm the <laughs> yeah, only person for whom that is relevant. Yeah, you need to target your marketing before. It's just one big show of inside jokes that yeah. the listeners yeah. don't understand. They well, I am delighted. I'm going to bring this to my team tomorrow. They're going to be utterly delighted. Thank you so yeah. much. No, absolutely. And Naya put that Naya. together. So where's Son of Fluffnuts now? Well, I don't yeah, know. Where, where? I thought I... Did, no, you, I did you cut off... I don't think... <laughs> came to Canada. I think almost. It was very, very close, but I was too scared. I lose too many things while traveling. Yeah, so is it just in your at, at home? Oh, yeah, it's sitting I think pride of place okay. bookshelf. We'll have to do some sort of meet like meet up next, nuts, t- next time meet. we come Hopefully in. I'll bring actual fluff nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we should have left it at the studio. We I'm surprised we did it. Because we had it in here. We, yeah, I don't know why we didn't leave it at the studio. But yeah, so there we go. That's for you and Fluffnuts to share. I'm just going to um, take a photo. It's <laughs> lovely. But yeah, good work, Naya. Good work, Naya. Thanks, Naya. But yeah. Um, 
so the last time we did have you on, of course, we were talking about your show Good Hustle, yes. which um, Bridie and I did get to go to, and it, it was did. fantastic as well. We loved yep. it. Good time. Thank um, you for coming. We said it was a very represent show, I believe. Yeah, I can't um, remember why we said that. Too. Yeah, because it was <laughs> nerdy it was and political. political it, yeah, yeah, it was just the vibes. It was yep. just the vibes. <laughs> um, but of course, you did have further legs beyond Melbourne. We saw the last show in, or Darwin. second last show in Melbourne, I believe. Yeah, you went oh, to Darwin and also thought, Newcastle, yep. I believe. Yep. You were everywhere. How did, did it, the rest of the tour go? I, I can't get rid of you. <laughs> no, I, it was a national tour. And then, of course, Darwin, of course, I say rudely, but like they were like, you haven't got us on, you know, we've got the crops. Yeah, and so I, I added a Darwin show, which I just did last week. And that was the actual genuine end of the tour, which for me was like the end of the last six years in a way of these characters and stuff that yeah. I've been doing. So um, uh, I, you know, have the large um, suitcase full of costumes and props, like my yoga pants and my coach jacket, and it's all I got at home. And, like, I don't know when I will next, if ever, open it. So it was the end of a little era, which is um, satisfying because yeah. life is all about growth and change. Just ask Son of Fluffnuts. That's so wise. <laughs> the son so of do you regret um, giving yeah, up... Yeah, I just need to hit something on the Zoom, sorry. <laughs> do you regret giving up your ABC spot um, in a year that's been so politically crazy? Your um, ABC TV spot. Yeah, the yeah. TV spot, yes. No, I've... And, you know, it, it was, I was nervous when I made that decision because, you, yeah, you don't give up a broadcast spot lightly, but it had been, as I think we probably discussed last time, it had been five years of doing weekly sketches... And it just got to the point where it was no longer exciting me or making me nervous. And I think creatively that's a dangerous place to be because that's when mm. you start to get stale or to get boring. And so it felt right. And I've got to say every Monday still this year I've woken up and been really happy that I don't have to turn the news into something funny because <laughs> it feels like this every time. But also there's this, there's, this year is a heavy year. We've got the referendum. We've got a lot of other stuff going on. And, you know, it's tricky to try and make that into light comedy or even satirical comedy at times. And I've been enjoying performing, doing the tour, enjoying radio more but sort of not having to have a cruel target every single week has been refreshing so a big strong no to whether i regret it not that i wouldn't return to it in future in some different way but um yeah, yeah it's, it's been nice just having a bit more headspace back yeah so Entirely reasonable. so you said it was like kind of hard to sort of like wake up and have to pick that target so yeah. are there any sort of targets you would have picked this year if you if you continued the <laughs> you're show you're trying to, you're trying to w- w- lead me down some sort of scoop territory aren't you <laughs> Uh, well, I did. In fact, you know, I did do a song about when Dutton announced that he was like totally pro-voice, but that he was going to vote no, which was the day he came out regarding the referendum. And I wrote a song about that and put it up, um, uh, which was really fun. It was just so nice. But what I liked about that was it was just born of an idea where I felt, you know, passionate about a topic, and I recorded it at home, and it had heaps of views and stuff. Like, what I'm saying is that just because you're on TV on it in this day and age means a lot less than it did in the past because yeah. you probably heard about the internet and the fact that. <laughs> it can reach lots of people at once. And so when I have a little more headspace after this tour and after the 50-year show, I think I'll lean more into making my own content wherever I am. Um, You'll be an influencer. (laughs) I nearly bumped into two influencers. How's this? This is so Melbourne and meta. As I was on my way here strolling up Swanson Street, two influencers were holding up traffic during a red, like it was a green light, so the traffic was stopping because they were outside Melbourne Central taking a photo of a selfie of themselves because they were on a billboard on Melbourne Central. Like, it's just, that's the snake eating <laughs> its own tail. <laughs> so, no, I will not be an influencer. Um, I don't think you're going to see me advertising any products soon or sneaking in little references, hashtag sponsored. <laughs> hashtag represent. Hashtag, uh, oh, hashtag sponsored. Yeah. Hashtag represent. I'll sponsor you. Um, Naya, I believe you had a really good question, actually, that you wanted to ask. I thought I'd throw it to you since it's a bit hard to jump in Before on Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, pause it. A little Zoomy cousin. <laughs> see... My question has sort of been answered um, only by the fact that the kazoo event wasn't your idea. 
because I was I was Googling the other day, mid-show, to buy a kazoo, managed to find one over here instead, and realised I could only find them in bulk and really wanted to know if the whole reason that show occurred was because you really wanted a kazoo but could only get them in bulk and that was the only way to justify it. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Well, so yes, no, Kieran Frayne, the artist who created it, um, he did talk to me a lot about how people were going to come at us for the environmental thing. And as you know, this day and age, you do anything, you get cancelled for it. And so um, people were, a lot of people were said, how dare you waste these kazoos? And, and one, we waste everything all day, you know, and I'm like a pro environment. I, you know, I'm just also of the real world in that there is waste in our society. And so it's about how do you manage you know, minimise that and address it. So these kazoos were biodegradable. They were to be used and kept. So anyone who turned up got a free kazoo. It's a musical instrument. It's not like a just a, non, a nothing thing. You can use it. And or you can kazoos it. If you, do you like that? I, <laughs> Kieran had so many kazoo puns, I can't even tell you how many. Um, I don't and, even think I want to know them. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't. And finally, uh, all the ones that weren't used were sent... Uh, to I'm not sure whether I can't remember now overseas or not, but to schools and communities who might have use for them. So you know, music classes and things. So it was a pretty good like explanation and reason. Um, but you're right, they weren't golden because I think uh, yeah, mainly bulk. A one. That's a shiny, expensive kazoo you've got there. <laughs> I annoyed my friends and family so much because I did keep my kazoo, and I think for a, a few days after that, just straight, I was always blowing on that kazoo. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and it... Once you realise that you don't even, it's not about force. It's not like the trumpet. It's the opposite of a trumpet. Kazoo, it's well, just about like. It's not so forceful as you might oh, think. There's really? a lot of just like. <laughs> I, just, I just play the flute, so I got yeah. a little bit of embouchure going on. Yeah. Oh, wow. Listeners, Bridie just did the most disrespectful, disdainful impression of a flautist <laughs> I've ever seen. She literally, when she's like, listen back, 20 seconds ago. She she pretended to play the trumpet, was all like eyes closed and went all serious. Then when I she pretended not. to play the flute, she was like, like did a stupid face and twiddled her fingers in a manner not consistent with good flute playing. Yeah, and I feel variety. targeted. That's because flutes are, flutes are funny instruments. Whoa! <laughs> that is brutal. I said what I said. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Bridie is not going back on this. Naya's just sitting pretty in her kazoo world in Canada. Yeah, she's living the dream. She's actually had her mic muted and she's been playing the kazoo the whole time. Let's hear some kazoo. I'm not not saying another word till I hear some kazoo. There we go, Naya. This is a new tactic. Come on. I saw this coming about 30 seconds ago. I went, you've got to think of something to play. You're holding it. Um, Mum, what should I play? She's sitting over there. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'll I'll play what I played for my dad. You got to recognize it. Here we it's, go. it's very famous. <laughs> Bob the Builder, can you fix it? Oh my Fantastic! <laughs> Your master. That's amazing. Wow. Can you play the ABC theme? <laughs> no. Oh, that's all right. So I I did learn the seven thirty theme on the piano and the cello. Oh, that's incredible! You were all, that's crazy. We should just start a band. We should. Yeah, what do you What do you play? I I'm I'm the disappointment of the show. I don't play anything. Do you, do you sing? I'm I not saying another word either. until <laughs> Freddie sings something. <laughs> well, I've got a question for you then, because you can talk to me and not Freddie. Were you offended that the Prime Minister hates Melbourne and won't move here? Oh, uh, no, because I was delighted he came on my show. Uh, uh, yeah, it really reasonable. helps when when you when the when, Anthony Albanese was a you know. Opposition front bencher seven years ago with not much 
um, in his calendar. So I emailed <laughs> him and said, will you come and do a, a sketch? And he came down and it's still on YouTube. He like spent a whole day together helping out with his stupid sketch where, yeah. where I was in a bunker and he was uh, doing a leadership challenge. And so then suddenly he becomes prime minister and I've like still got his number. It's like, sweet, now I can just text the prime minister. And uh, I've been abusing that a fair bit. <laughs> You just uh, try follow and... up question: Will you text the prime minister and say, "Come on, represent"? Oh my gosh! <laughs> We've been trying. We've been emailing. We've been, I've sent him like four emails. Really? Alvo. Have they got back to you? No. Oh can my you gosh. believe this? See if it's we can so make it happen. Rude. Alvo, can't believe this. Where Where are you? I know. It's really rude. <laughs> okay, no. Let's make this after the show. Let's make a plan. Knock heads. All right. Great. <laughs> okay. We're We're scheming. We're Big planning. Steps are being made. Big... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, you are such like. You're so into politics, which is so amazing. And you did tell us something quite interesting when we were organising this interview, where you counted votes when you were 16 yes. in the last referendum, yeah. was it? the last referendum, which yeah. you were not allied at. <laughs> 1999, uh, Australia was faced with the question of whether or not we might become a republic. And yeah, I got word that working for the Electoral Commission was a great job, and it really is. My stepdad still does it in retirement. Like it's good money. It's it's engaged, wow. and you just it's just one night every couple of years. So I did it for a couple like a few elections, and the referendum I think was my first one, and it was so cool. Like turned up and you had a little training, and then it's so much better. A referendum. If you if anyone's listening, and I don't know if it's too late to enroll to I don't think well, so. to, to sorry get a job. I mean, but um, but you know. Uh, an election, of course. Senate preferences, House of Reps, very confusing. Lots of piles. Mm. Referendum. Yes, yes no, no. Yes, no. Yes, no. <laughs> uh, and it was, yeah, it was electric. I was very pro-Republic uh, uh, at the time and still mm. pretty much am. Uh, so it was a disappointing night, as I recall. But um, So was it like, did you have just like this huge pile of no votes and like two yes You votes? could sort of see it coming through. And as yeah, I've right. quipped on stage many times, quite a few penises as well. <laughs> <The> people <laughs> just like to draw a penis. It's a very Aussie tradition. But the... Classy. You know, as, as, as we've, we've learnt over the course of history, that if you don't have both major parties in favour of a referendum, it's very difficult. And it was all the more difficult at this time because uh, the Prime Minister himself, John Howard, was against the proposition. So he effectively put a question to the people of Australia, but at the same time said, I do not support this question. So <laughs> it was kind of doomed from the start, that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, what do you make of sort of all the all the noise around this referendum then? Because there's all... It's, been quite hectic. So can I say, like, do we pretend it? Naya is still here, even though she's not? Or, like, <laughs> we, we I feel sad. She's like, there's been like a death in the cast, but we all just politely <laughs> smile and keep talking. But I totally saw her window time out and she's can we get yes, her back? I really have free Zoom. No. Um, we'll um, get her back after the interview because I don't want to muck with yeah, okay, the sound. Sure. Oh, man. Yeah. I sort of operate on a view of like no one left behind in a band, but you guys are just like <laughs> dead-eyed, just kept on talking. She's in Canada. She's got... <laughs> Can we get her on the phone? They're uh, kicking me the out because I don't play an instrument. Can, can you call her and I'll put her, I'll hold her up to my microphone? I refuse to allow. Oh, we have the other microphone. I'm we can turn her. that on and just lean it down to the phone because that's what we did. Oh yeah, let's do that. There was I'll a week that. where Bridie right, was away. Yeah. Um, I can't believe how callous you both were. You didn't drop a beat. You just saw it. You just closed the laptop and kept on asking your question. <laughs> I just slowly closed the laptop <laughs> as well. It was like, I just saw it. I was like, I didn't know she was pulling the laptop around. Yeah. And I didn't know whether she was going to log back onto yeah, it. Yeah, oh, she's just going to sort out Naya. She's going to Naya back. Nah. You can just start the call again, okay, Nut Brady. You know that. Back. Naya? Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Naya, that's what you know who your friends are. I'm the only person who was fighting hard yeah. to retain you on this episode. <laughs> Bridie, Freddie. Hello? What am I hearing? I- <laughs> 
All I'm going to say is Bridie was the one that closed the laptop. I'm just saying. <laughs> yep. I'm just saying. I'm throwing Bridie under the bus. This is really harsh. <laughs> well, Naya, it's good to have you back. Welcome back, Naya. Yeah, we missed you. <laughs> So I was just, uh, and that also gives me a lot of time to think about my answer to yeah, a very pointed go. question in this yeah. day and age. Yeah, in which you can't express an opinion. Well, it's true. I mean, I, yeah, I work for the ABC, and understandably, um, you know, uh, you know, very understandably, ABC is the intention of it, and you know, the dr- the drive at all times is to be objective, and doesn't always achieve that at all. But it, you know, at least it has an obligation to do that. Unlike every other media organisation in the country who yeah. can accuse the ABC of bias whilst having no uh, need, desire, or requirement to be the same. Uh, or to be unbiased. But yeah, with the referendum, it's just politically speaking and watching it politically, it's been a fascinating, wild ride and it's only going to get more wild. Uh, You know, when Anthony Albanese stood up and won the election and his first things were, I'm going to commit to this. And there was this sense that, well, he's got some momentum. He had a very extended holiday period, honeymoon period as prime minister. A lot of people, I think, were assuming it was a fait accompli, French Deal with it. Oh, <laughs> um, or we we back and we can now see that's just not the case at all. And and it's you know it 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 is a contest burst. of ideas. Uh, and so look, the the no case has been hard at it for a lot longer than the yes case. And now what we're seeing is whether or not the yes case can re not just regain ground, but actually get, get as far ahead as they want to. Um, so yeah, it's I find it very fascinating as well. I don't think we've had a referendum where the no or one side has been split the way this one has in that, as we say, there, mm. there are three ways to vote this way. There's there's yes or there's, you know, there's progressive no or there's just no, no, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, look, I'm glad that I'm not in charge of either campaign at the moment because it's, yeah. it's a street fight out there and we're also limited in our perspectives as well, you know, like we only have our own life experience. You know, a vast majority of Australians also don't have direct, you know, daily contact with Indigenous Australians and others do and so you know, I think never has there been a better time to shut up and listen, which is what I'm trying to do as well, and and listen and learn. But it's um, yeah, it's it's a really fascinating time, and it's fascinating to watch how it's playing out demographically as well in terms of different ages. You know, and dare Definitely. I say, a whole lot of, you know, if you were to speak really broadly, I'm assuming what you tell me, you are the youth. I'm assuming the youth might be, you know, front loaded with a yes vote much more than older generations, but could be completely wrong about that as well. Well, that's how it seems for me, I yeah. think. Yeah, I th- I'd agree with that. people aren't talking about it very much. It's. I think yeah. as it, we get closer, I think people will talk more, but it's really kind of not front of mind. I mean, partly because this semester is like insane where we have our mid-sem break after <laughs> week nine. Yeah. And so people are just like exhausted in week seven and no one's thinking about anything except like surviving. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I think now that we've got the date on it, it's going to help yeah, people exactly. sort of actually put it in, at the forefront of their mind. And get the lead up. A lot more. And I think that the easy thing to do, and this is, you know, you don't need me to tell you this, but the, the, just to take one sample or one example of the debate is to say anyone who votes no is racist. Well, that's a very easy thing to say. It's not true. It's objectively not true because people have all sorts of different concerns. But the problem with saying that is that then you can't engage. So if your desire were to actually change minds, and that's what I my whole life is spent sort of celebrating democracy in its chance to have discussions and change minds and persuasion. If that's your desire, you know, and I'm an objective ABC presenter, so I can't say it is officially my desire to change someone's mind if they're going to vote no, but if that were your desire then you need to understand what the concerns are. You need to engage with it. You need to get down and dirty and have that tussle. If you just sit back and say, well, you're racist, <laughs> you're stupid, you're a redneck, great. You might feel good in the moment. You're not going to change anyone's mind. And that is what we're talking about here. We're actually talking about quite a narrow band of the population who are actually undecided. Everyone else, clear nose, clear yeses. We all mix in our own circles. We'll know whatever we are. Mm. 
uh, that's irrelevant now. It's only about that middle ground, just like any election as well. But and that's where it gets it's it's uh, hard and difficult. It's very easy to be uh, the far edge of any debate, but you know the hard work being done right now is the important part. Definitely. Oh my gosh, I got a Definitely. bit serious, didn't yeah, I? that was I, very serious. I was going to say, it's so jarring going from the <laughs> yeah, first... The fluff nuts. <laughs> the fluff nuts and the instruments. That's the, and then uh, we're like, so the referendum. <laughs> so politics. So the point of our entire program on yeah. this station. Yes, we well, you finally know, got there. We can, we can dance across all issues here on Represent. Well, I think we should ask our favourite last question. We've even got a meme for our favourite last question that we're going to post oh, on yes, our we social do. medias yes. today. Ooh. How can young people get involved in media and politics? Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't think you three need any help with that because you are doing for exactly what you should be doing. <laughs> listeners can keep on listening to Represent and then exactly in the right. morning they can listen to me on ABC. And uh, then they can follow us all on Instagram all and that. On Twitter. And... Gosh, it's – I mean, my journey has been a little – uh, you know, odd in that I've pursued a life of musical comedy, working with a puppet, and now working broadcasting. And but you know, growing up, as we discussed last time, I did the United Nations Youth Association. I was involved in debating. I've always loved politics and watching it sort of from afar. Um, the idea of going into politics just scares the hell out of me. But I think that's that's not a legitimate reason to not do it because now that I'm older. I'm older than many politicians now, and that's, like, terrifying. Scoop alert, everyone. Sammy J goes into politics. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I might need a job next year, so let's find out. (laughs) But uh, I think just stay engaged. And I would just come back to what I said before, that it's it's all well and good to um, get really angry. And that's what I did with my satire, you know, often taking a really extreme view. But... The, the hard work and the real work is, is engaging and trying to understand people you disagree with. It's it's not always sexy, but I think it's really the, the most satisfying thing in life, isn't it, is to change a mind. If you believe that you have a, a view or that you share a view with others that is a worthier view than others, uh, don't keep it to yourself or in your bedroom or you know in your WhatsApp group with your mates. Get out there and find clever ways of putting that message out, whether it's through comedy, whether it's through radio shows, whether it's through writing, whether it's through standing for election or, or just having those conversations. It doesn't have to be serious and really, you know, furrowed brow stuff. It can be fun and creative and joyous. But the 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 chance to change minds, I think, is still the, the best part of a democracy like Australia. Oh, my Absolutely. gosh, I should stand for Parliament. <laughs> yeah. You'd be We're so decided. good at it. Absolutely. Can you just cut that bit out as a meme, but lose <laughs> lose the bit at the end where I got excited like a schoolboy? And then I'll sound really, really... Oh, and at the end we can do like, vote once, Sammy Jane, authorised <laughs> okay. by the Fluff Nuts Party. <laughs> Fluff Nuts Party, that's your challenge. The Fluff Nuts Party, Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, so that's great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Um, of course, 50-year show in October. The tickets are still out there at uh, Fringe Festival's website. Yep. Uh, have you got any plans that you can reveal to us that comes after the 50-year show? Uh, well, it's genuinely six days before the referendum, so then I'll turn my attention <laughs> to, to that. There we go. After uh, the referendum. Yep. <laughs> after the referendum, a little bit of a break, because it has still yep. been a busier year, and I'm, I'm excited to strip back a little bit. And then I've got a few little creative little thoughts and Ooh. feelings, but none of them... None of them I'm prepared to share. So next time we chat, next time represent. Let's have a chat Ste- before Christmas. And Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, okay. we'll have you back on very soon. Hopefully, yeah, nice. last. Oh, I've got an idea. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I'll tell you when we're finished. Not, not on air. <laughs> okay. No. Well, I thought we were keeping this um, idea for the end of the year. Oh as a yes, surprise. no. I okay. know what you're talking about. In my yes. brain, I'm pencil in something to do with end of year and represent. Yes, and I'll yes. be here for it. Okay? <laughs> Great, amazing. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with my us. Any pleasure. final words, Naya? <laughs> Hooray, hello from Canada, and thank you so much for letting me talk to you via 
dodgy connection. Uh, Naya, my pleasure. Just remember who your friends are in this business, okay? <laughs> Sammy J looks after you. Next time next time we'll go halvesies on a Zoom subscription yeah. she so we can... Bridie's face was the same when she was closing the laptop on you, Naya, as it was when she was mocking people who play flute. And it's a dead-eyed callousness that I've not yet witnessed in the young, young generation. Hashtag oh, cancel well. Bridie. Bridie is over party. <laughs> first for everything. All right, you're listening to Represent. We will be back very shortly. Welcome back to Represent. What a we, banger interview. What a great interview. That was interview. so good. We love Sammy J. He's our bestie. Bestie of the show. Matt Bark feeling really betrayed right now. But um, <laughs> who resigned. Yeah. And he Side didn't note. tell us. I know. We could have got the, such a good scoop. I can't believe he withheld he really it from it. us. I can't well, believe He'll come it. back on and we'll hold him accountable. Absolutely. That's our job. Yes. <laughs> um, so speaking of accountability, I don't uh, know. I was yeah. trying to do a segue, but it didn't really work. Um, the <laughs> referendum date's been announced, October 14. Mark it in your calendars, we, everyone. We got there eventually. We did. I think it's been a long time coming. A long time coming. Sammy really J did long. try and squeeze it out of Albo on his radio show. He yeah. had that, like, a riddle or something that um, <laughs> I think you or Naya sent in the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Anyway, in the last week, the referendum campaigns have launched officially. Obviously, they've kind of been going for like six months. They've been going for ages. But like this has been their official, yay, we're launching time. Yeah. Um, so we've got a bit of a crazy little situation in the Liberal Party where all the different state leaders have different positions. Obviously, Peter Dutton, the federal Liberal leader, says no, I'm voting no. Shocker. That's his official position. The other ones that are voting no are John Pesuto, the Victorian Liberal leader. Friend of the show as well. Correct. We've had him on. Uh, Queensland, South Australia, WA and the Northern Territory Liberal leaders are all going to be voting no. Mm. And the only ones left are the New South Wales Liberal leader. He says it'll be a conscience vote, but he personally will be voting yes. Um, The ACT says yes, but won't be actively campaigning. And Tasmania, the only liberal premier, um, all the others are opposition leaders, he is voting yes, interestingly, taking a contrary stance to the rest of his party. Big stuff. Big Big stuff. stuff We've we've always seen Tassie sort of go against the liberal grain a little bit, I think. Yeah. So not shocked. No. But also like, goddamn Tassie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We've also got some very high profile liberals who are in the yes camp. Um, Julie Bishop and Malcolm Turnbull. Julie Bishop's been pretty unequivocal. She said it would damage our international standing if we voted no and that if we can't find it in our hearts to say yes to giving constitutional recognition to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, what are we saying about ourselves? So she's not holding back. She's not holding back. I respect it, though. Yeah. Good for her. We've had Ken Wyatt, uh, one of the party's highest profile Aboriginal members in the last few years. He actually turned in his party membership because they announced their opposition. Mm. Um, and, of course, John Howard, he'll be voting no in campaigning. But he made camp. uni free, so, like... <laughs> mm, fact check. <laughs> False. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> South Australia, it seems, is becoming a bit of a battleground state. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the other states, the polling has been quite stable, whether they'll be voting yes or no. Mm. Whereas South Australia has quite a lot of undecided voters, which is interesting. Mm. We'll be watching that one pan out. And, of course, we've had the insane statement from Peter Dutton saying, um, I think that if I get in at the next election, 
I will have another referendum. That is what insane. What? <laughs> it's crazy. Dutton, politely, what are you on about? Literally, <laughs> what? what are you thinking? Can you come on the show and tell us, yeah, yeah, please? Yeah, tell explain us. it to us. Please explain it to us. I think that's so crazy because I think maybe this would have been in response to because Albo, I think a week or two ago, did say that if this referendum fails, he's done with this issue. Um, So I guess Dutton would be like, nah, another one. I'm still fighting. Let's go again. Yeah. So crazy. If I don't get my way, I'm just going to try again. So, so strange. Yeah. So that's... Insane. We're, see- we're seeing it heat up a little bit. And as we said in our Sammy J interview, I think the date being attached to it is going to help put... Things are going to really start gaining momentum. Put it at the forefront of people's minds. Definitely. So I think that'll be good. Speaking of the forefront of people's minds... <laughs> what is this segue? Okay. I'm liking the segues. <laughs> that kind of works. It is Bridie's been smashing mind. the segues. Yeah, I did quite a good one last you, week, didn't I? You've Can't been you've been really was. onto it recently. Yeah. You've been smashing it. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Anyway, something that is at the front of people's minds is yes. So Qantas has been in a heap of drama. So recently, drama. it's been crazy. It's the like the last should... like two weeks has just been like I hate Qantas. I hate Qantas. I hate Qantas. I hate Qantas from it's, everyone. It's like the world's greatest reality show. It's so <laughs> funny. So we're going to run through it quickly because it is quite a sort of a, a big story. But it was revealed recently that Qatar Airways applied to do 21 extra flights in and out of Australia a week, but the government rejected this proposal, which is a bit interesting. Why? Who knows? Um, The coalition, (laughs) the tourism sector and business groups have been critical of the government's decision, which which it has repeatedly said was made in the public interest. The transport minister, Catherine King, said, quote, the decision was made and that it was taken in the national interest and there's no one factor that swayed my consideration one way or the other. But something that might have swayed her consideration was a Senate committee hearing last week where the Qantas ex-chief executive now, Alison yeah, Alan Joyce, spoiler for later on in the story, <laughs> said that allowing Qatar to do extra services would distort the market when more flight um, would distort the market at a time when more flights were expected to be added to the market over the next year. Interesting to it's, have their I mean a bit of a rival. Prices, anyone who's been looking lately, they are. Through the roof. They're crazy. Unbelievably high. They're insane. You've got to take a bank loan to get from Melbourne to Sydney at the moment. It's insane. It's absolutely crazy. So, but Mr. Albanese, Anthony Albanese, has rejected a suggestion that the government struck a deal with Qantas uh, in order to protect the national airline's market share because these Qatar flights would, of course, threaten the flights that Qantas has. Mm. Um, so the national senator, Bridget McKenzie, said many people were incredibly disappointed by the refusal and called for a Senate inquiry and questioned whether they consulted the ACCC, the Australian... Oh, Corruption what are the, a, is consumer that what it is? Commission. It's like consumer... It's like a consumer thing. Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. So close. There we go. Um, she questioned whether they consulted the Australian Competition oh, and Consumer Commission over this. Down. Later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like the next dot point. Um, <laughs> and of course, um, the chair of the ACCC, Gina Cass Gottlieb, I'm so sorry, I probably butchered that, said that if Qatar, if Qatar were given extra flight capacity, it would lower airfares. Yeah. So of you course, know, I think... More competition, lower prices. Exactly. So I think there is sort of a reason to believe that Qantas wouldn't be in favour of these extra flights. No. 
Uh, another airline, though, Rex Airlines, they operate regionally mainly. I also, not exclusively, though, anymore. Not exclusively opened, regionally. Um, I think main cities. They have. Capital cities, flights. That's yeah. What it is. L- little Aussie Battler Airline, Rex Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Deputy Chair, John Sharp, who was also the former Federal Transport Minister, said, quote, we've got a shortage of seats at this present time and Qatar's extra flights would help alleviate that problem. And of course, it would help prices too. He agreed with that. And he also said that Qatar have an excellent reputation in the his- in the industry, claiming that they flew more Australians home during COVID than Qantas did, which is kind of shocking to me. That is, I mean, Qantas really, really presents itself as the national carrier, the national airline. Oh, yeah, those ads. I know the ads are insane. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's I not. Still like... call Australia <laughs> home. Let's get Sammy J on the phone. Freddie's get singing. Quick. Freddie's singing. I'll see you that next time. Um, so yeah. I yeah, think... I mean the fact that if that's true, and I don't know if that's true to be yeah. honest. Like I've got no idea. But I mean, that's insane. That is insane. Do we think there's a bit of blood on Qantas's hands here? Look, I think COVID was a. It's kind of hard to lay blame anywhere for oh, absolutely. that sort of thing, but but I'm talking with these Qatar was, flights. Oh, with do the we, Qatar Do we flights, think there's yeah. some blood on Qantas's hand here? Do we think oh, they definitely. sort of they played a big role in slashing it? I mean, they must have. Even although, of course, I'm not suggesting that Albo's lying no, about absolutely. saying he wasn't lobbied or anything, but it just seems implausible that they wouldn't that they would be in favour of having more competition. Absolutely. Especially because Qantas is like a giant Australian business. It's internationally recognised. It's one of the biggest players in the worldwide airline industry. And it employs tens of thousands of Australians. Mm. So, of course, the government's going to be a bit swayed, I think, as to what they think. But anyway, yeah, so... Remember Alan Joyce, who I mentioned before? Chief executive. I think so. Yeah, not anymore. He's not having a good week. Uh, Well, he hasn't had... It's been a lot longer than a bad week for yeah, it has. Alan Joyce. Been um, a bad few years. Because he announced, was it today? It's I think it was today. today it was this morning. That as of, he announced this morning that tomorrow he will leave Qantas. He will no longer be CEO tomorrow. It's been sort of in the wind of, of course, this Qatar thing. And he then also. He was resigning already. He was two resigning. It's from now or something. I think this is a couple yeah. of months early. Yeah, he's br- it's been brought forward two months. Um, and it's sort of, of course, in the wake of there was a hundred a hundred million dollars of Jetstar credit that they owed to Jetstar customers. I mean, this whole flight refunds, it's, flight credits thing—it's crazy. It's just so crazy. It's crazy. So yeah, Actually, the CEO is gone. Two hundred and fifty dollars back in his account from Qantas yesterday, from like some flight that was cancelled a million years ago. Oh my god! Like I don't, we don't even know what flight it was. Jeez, and I think they were saying as well as because Qantas looks so bad right now, they were thinking of like getting rid of the expiry date on those mm. flight credits. Well, I think they did. They did. Once the ACC, ACCC announced yeah. that they were investigating it, yeah. they immediately said, oh, That's they don't crazy. expire anymore. That's crazy. That's so transparent. Which people have been talking about for ages. But yeah, so Alan Joyce out. We have his replacement. Um, we had the name up before. Vanessa... Uh, not Vanessa Hudgens from High School Musical. It was really similar. It was really similar. Vanessa Hudson, Hudson. I think it was that. Yep, yeah. It was um, that. There's your debrief on the Qantas drama, and I think we have Thanks, to Freddie. go now. <laughs> we do. Um, yeah. Actually, we've made pretty good time, but that's yeah. okay. Um, that's the, yeah. that's the Thanks. show. Thanks for listening to Represent. We hope you've yeah. enjoyed it. Please um, tweet us. Tweet us. Threads us. X us. 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 Yeah. Instagram. Hit us up. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Email come us, over, write hang us a out. letter. Yeah, write we us. We want to hear yeah. what you have to say. Give us a call. If you see us on the street, 
Go like, I, I, I know hey you're from Represent. <laughs> you're so cool. Hello. We love you. No, don't do that. That'd love the show. <laughs> Actually, imagine if we ever got re- recognised in the street. That would be so So that's funny. why people should do it. So but yeah. True. Anyway, let us know what you thought of the show. And yeah, we'll we see you next know. week. Thanks, Sammy J. Thank you very much, Sammy J. Thanks, yeah. Freddie. Thanks, it's been, Bridie. It's been a good time. Thanks, Naya. Pris yeah, definitely still Naya. here. She's having dinner. Yeah, um, in Canada. Lucky Canada. her. Yep. And but I'm sure while she's having dinner, she will, and we have to remember to stay political. Great segue. Thank All you. Right. You're listening to Sin. You've been listening to a Sin Media podcast, where young people run the show.